Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. again everyone and welcome back to the front line with joe and joe joe Pasillo, as always joined by joe resinello and once more dear brothers and sisters let us go into the breach on the veritas catholic radio network 1350 on your am dial 103.9 on your fm dial spreading the truth of the catholic faith to the new york metropolitan area please be sure to download the veritas catholic network mobile app so that you could have access to all of our station's content um also on veritascatholic.com veritascatholic.com you could give feedback on the station uh from from bishop caggiano down to the front line with joe and joe so if you love us hate us and any anywhere in between, let us know about it. And finally, if you'd like to support Joe and I on social media, you could support us at thefrontlinetv.com, thefrontlinetv.com, where we have a lot of great content on there. And today, we are very pleased and honored to be joined by Mike Mangione. Um, the, you know, three paisans in the room, Joe. We, we, gotta, we gotta watch out. We might cause some trouble. Um, and with Mike, we're gonna be talking about an event that's being held in Ridgefield, Connecticut on March 9th, the Made for More event. Now, I want to know more about that. Um, there was also a book published by the Theology of the Body Institute Press entitled God is Beauty, a retreat on the gospel and art. And finally, we're going to sprinkle in John Paul II's Theology of the Body. So this is going to be a very lively conversation. Now, for those of you who do not know Mike Mangione, I'm going to give, you a give him a brief introduction. Mike is a professional Americana musician who has toured the world both as a solo artist and with his bands, Mike Mangione and the Union and Mike Mangione and the Kin. He's been sharing the gift of his music at the Theology of the Body Institute courses and events since 2008. He is also the director of events and international partnerships for the Institute and a contributor to the recently released God is Beauty, a retreat on the gospel and art, which as I said, we're gonna be discussing today. Mike and his wife, Stacy live in Wisconsin with their three children. Mike Mangione, welcome to the front line with Joe and Joe. It, a pleasure to be here. Um, it's it's really an honor. And the moment you said three paisans, I feel like we should we should start a business together or something. Nice, you know? nice. <laughs> I'm all about seen, it. I've seen every name for a pizzeria you could possibly imagine. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen three paisans pizzeria. So that could be an idea. Our people right. will talk to your people about it after the show. We'll see Check if we get domains. a little side biz going. Check the domains. Let's get it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Mike, we'll start with a prayer. We always start with a prayer because all good things starts with prayer. Name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it known that anyone who sought your help or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we find to you a virgin of virgins, our mother. To you we come, for you we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother, the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in your clemency, hear and answer us, amen. Name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. I mean, just for our listeners, uh, you know, uh, understanding of this topic as well as uh you know the theology of the body we've spoken to chris joe and i and and we were really looking forward to this conversation um but when i first got this you know request from steve lee uh at veritas i said to myself here's a guy he's in he's a musician and here he is you know uh touring around with chris west who's the theology of the body guy um so i gotta ask you mike i mean like what got yeah. you interested in uh jp2 and theology of the body i mean you know it's kind of like to be honest you know it's a weird combination you know but it works yeah. and you've been together yeah. with uh chris, you know with uh west for some time yeah you know and there's kind of a couple different layers that I can go into, but I'll just practically say, let me just say that the, you know, any artist uh, worth, worth their weight is on an exploration of understanding something greater than themselves. And so, you know, for me, music and art in general has always been a journey of 
that exploring that like what is the human mystery what am i a part of who am i what am i where am i going all of that was part of was just ingrained in me and early on and art uh, at a young age was an opportunity to explore that conversation because to me artists no matter where they come from or what their you know their history is what their story is if they're on an honest uh, exploration of their work then they're participating in that conversation who am i what am i where am i going and so even artists that don't necessarily identify with a very specific faith if they're participating in that conversation then they're they're doing so at a universal level and so it was really natural for me you know growing up as a musician always trying to uh, participate in that conversation i call it anteing in to that conversation you know sitting at the table with the great artists and trying to understand you know what what are we doing here um it was an easy transition then when i was when i was uh first exposed to a thinker like john paul ii to it resonated because he was providing some answers from the church's perspective as to what that mean what what that is um and so for me growing up you know i was always attracted to i had a few you know what i call like ear candy artists that i enjoyed like flavors of the time um but really my kind of mount rushmore artists even at an early age were always ones that participated in that conversation that use their craft in a way use the materials of their craft to create something that was bigger than themselves and thus their music became an icon in a way uh, reflecting on uh, a, a greater reality um, rather than an idol you know the music that i was always attracted to wasn't the flashy danceable look how great i am kind of music but rather uh, a music that created a space where me and the and the artist could contemplate who we are and what we're doing so I guess what I'm saying is early on, I had an openness to this conversation. Well, fast forward to, I think it was 2000 or 2001. Um, I was uh, dating a girl <laughs> and she was invited by her, uh, her, uh, her spiritual director to attend a seminar on theology of the body given by at the time a young new speaker named Christopher West. And so I heard about this and I had no interest in the topic. I just wanted to impress this girl. <laughs> and uh, so I went and, you know, if I'm going to be honest, it challenged me more than really anything at that time uh, because it was, it was proposing uh, a new uh it was proposing a new way of thinking that was resonating within me even though in my head i didn't agree with it i but i couldn't avoid the truth that it was touching on that was echoing in my heart already and so i was like if this is echo echoing in my heart and if if this is already resonating within me uh it must have been placed there and um by who and why like, I don't, to believe what this is saying is going to be, it requires major changes and sacrifices in my life, and it'd be a lot easier to ignore it, but then I'd be ignoring the truth. So it was a huge challenge. And to be honest, like when I heard Christopher giving this seminar, a lot of it also went over my head. And so afterwards, um, after one night, it was a Saturday night, there's a line of people waiting to talk to Christopher and just ask him all of these deep theological questions. Well, I had no interest in any of the deep theological questions. Christopher at some point in the night had a guitar and played a song as part of his presentation. And I was more interested in asking him about the song. And so upon doing so, he recognized I was asking the question from a place of understanding music. And he said, do you play? I said, yes. And he said, who are your, who do you, who do you listen to? And, uh, you know, two of my bedrock artists uh, are U2 and Bob Dylan. And the moment I said U2, his face lit up and he said, are you, you know, are you staying around afterwards? I said, yes. And he said, let's hang out. So we ended up hanging out for a couple hours, just he and I 
Uh, and he had done some touring himself as a musician. So we both had some road stories to share, but really we just passed the guitar back and forth and just say, sang songs and enjoyed each other um, as friends, as people first uh, over uh, the conversation of music and beauty. And that's really how it all began. And I, you know, not to jump too far ahead, but um, I, I, uh, you know, years later, that was 20 years ago, I realized that, you know, God understood that um, I didn't need necessarily some kind of like theological click in my head to be reached. I needed somebody you know, crossing the bridge of beauty, playing music. That was my language. And I, and, and God, it's just a testament to how God speaks to us in the language we understand if we have the ears to hear it. So mm -hmm. there you go. So you're, listen you're listening to Joe, uh, Joe Pasola and Joe Rissanello at the front line with Joe and Joe. And we're being joined by Mike Mangione. And we are discussing the Made for More event, which I'm going to ask him about right now. And also a book published by the Theology of the Body Institute Press, God is Beauty, a retreat on the gospel and art. And we're going to sprinkle in John Paul II's Theology of the Body. So the way I, I will say this, Mike, I agree with you. Um, having spoken to Christopher West, it's been a while. We have to have him back on the show, Joe, pretty soon. Um, he, he's very accessible. He speaks in a way that, you know, even though he's he's exploring these, these you know, theological ideas that were presented by John Paul II, um, you get it. Just lay, just laymen like us, regular guys. Like, yeah, that's right. I get it. I understand exactly what it is. Um, he's very, very inspiring. Um, now, the Made for More event. Um, now, that's scheduled March 9th in Ridgefield, Connecticut. And Made for More, what does, what does that message or why does that message have to be preached from the rooftops in the world we currently live in today? So the Made for More event, Mike, let's talk about that. Yeah, you know, uh, and so, yeah, it, we're kind of at a point where we've, we're, we're trying to understand who we are and we're taking our first step is to get rid of any understanding of who we are. So we're kind of, we're at this point in culture where we're, we're throwing away um, what we've learned for thousands of years, I feel. And so we've, in a, you know, as a result, we've kind of lost a sense, we've lost our identity. Uh, what does it mean to be male? What does it mean to be female? What does it mean to be made in the, made in the image and likeness of God? What does it mean to be a son, a daughter, um, a friend? Um, and and while we're in this on this kind of uh, um, kind of fluid ground of, of trying to find footing to answer that question, we're also constantly constantly being bombarded and confronted by imagery and by social media and by just how small the world has gotten with people's proclaimed identities, uh, whether it be a filter on an app or uh, a you know, a destination that they want to show you through Instagram, like everybody is projecting this reality. And I say that in quotes, when in fact, they, a lot of us don't even know who we are. And so it just adds to the confusion of, of, you know, and I'm not like a statistician, but you know, you hear people talk about the stats of increased use of social media is linked to increased depression and suicide. And, and it's almost like while we don't fully understand ourselves, we're being dangled in front of us, these fake realities of who we need to be and things that we're not doing and who we aren't. Um, and so the time has come for us to reevaluate and just pause and say okay wait a minute who are we and we're like let's start from the beginning and so made for more is is an attempt to level the playing field for everybody coming level the playing field all get on an equal playing field and say let's look at well let me let me rephrase to say there is something broken in our current situation and everybody can say i agree I agree with that. Like there's something off in these times. And then while, ref while, while reflecting on that, it's an opportunity, the event is an opportunity to look at what the church proposes as possibly uh, the, a, a resolution to our brokenness, to our understanding of who we are uh, and who we're created to be. And so, um, you know, it's an opportunity for us to reflect on uh, in this time of, of lack of understanding what the church understands and 
proposes as who we're called to be. Um, I think that's my, I think that's my answer. It's a good one. <laughs> okay, that's my answer, and I'll I'm stop. sticking with it. I'll uh, we stop got you, right Mike there. Mangione. Yeah, Mike Mangione joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe, I'm handing it over to you. You know, you said a lot, and, and I agree with like everything you said. I think people are made for more, but you know, I I think people settle. We've bought the lie, Mike. Like I look around, I mean, I, I work in New York City, you know, um, I have all types of friends. I look at social media to be truthful with you. I don't really contribute as much as just kind of promoting the gospel on social media. I don't like divulge my personal life. But what I see is to be honest with you, we're not satisfied and we've bought the lie. People have bought the lie. And, you know, it's easy for people to say, oh, they're just stupid. Well, I got news for you. The smart people bought the lie, too. The smart people bought the lie, too. And it comes down to this. There is a message, and this is what you guys do very well. You communicate something whereby there is a message on your heart that says otherwise. And here's the, the thing, though, Mike. Do people buy it? You see, I think a lot of times they recognize the truth, but it takes courage to step out of the boat and grasp it. Talk about that because it's one thing to say. It's another thing to take that step. How do you guys bridge that message to the reality of the action of it? I think I understand what you're saying. And, and the thing that's coming to mind as I was listening to you um, was, you know, we're not going to be satisfied here on earth. That's because we're not made for this. We're made for something more. And um, to, in order, you know, what, what the church is proposing is not that we, that, that we feel satiated and are complete here on earth, but that we open up our desires for something more to something greater than ourselves, which is a loving father. And to do so requires a disposition, a disposition of receptivity, sacrifice, and um, and at times, at times, like real struggle. But when you put your subject yourself to that and you push through it, what you experience, you know, everybody's looking for happiness, but what we really desire is joy. And joy is a feeling of of satis being being um, uh, being fulfilled in the face of the of the um, the struggle, good and the bad, the struggle. Yeah, and that's there's gosh, there's so many artistic expressions that look at this, and we as a culture, like yes, that's right. There, you know, like even like you know, you look at um, gosh, what's that Terrence Malick movie that just came out? Um, uh, I can't remember the name, but about the the the, the German soldier who who uh, would wouldn't go to war because it just it, you know and, and and he he eventually was killed because he was he was he was denying you know it wasn't going to to fall in line and I, as a as a country and as a world we look at that and we say there that's the way to live but then when it comes down to it and when we actually our feet are on the ground we oftentimes escape down the alley of temporal satisfaction because it's a immediate gratification and it gives us happiness in the moment, but that is not a joy-filled life. The joy-filled life requires sacrifice. And well, gosh, we see that. Yeah. Mike, I just Sorry, want, I I just want to hours. chime in. No, 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 yeah. please, uh, please. Um, but I just want to chime in right there. There you go. Just like every other guest that comes on this show using that naughty, naughty word that American culture doesn't want to hear sacrifice. Okay, people yeah. respond to it like the Terrence Malick movie you're talking about. I, I'm, I'm I've heard about it, but I, I forgot the name of it. But any movie, hidden life. When you see, I think it's a hidden life. Yeah. When you Sorry. see movies, when uh, let's say movies that 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 explore that theme of of self-sacrificing love, most Americans would say, "Well, that's great. I'm really moved by it." Okay, and yes, if this seems critical, it's because it is. Um, is they say, "Oh, I'm really moved by that. He really sacrificed himself." Mike, that's a story about a guy who got shot because he wouldn't fight for the Nazis. Okay, and we won't say, and then we complain about our culture, and we have a culture that would that find it too much of a sacrifice to cancel HBO or Netflix. Mm. You, you know, where, you know where I'm going with that. Like, it was like we 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 what we refuse 
let's say um, I feel, I mean, I'm a big movie guy. I was an actor in another life, okay? I don't do that anymore. I, I cause trouble with my brother-in-law here on, on the radio, on the, on the Veritas Catholic Network, okay? Um, but I get it. I love movies. I don't watch, I don't watch many movies anymore because I don't, I don't trust them. But the thing is, um, you know, the American people, they, they love these grand themes. But then when it comes to actually, like, I think you use the phrase boots on the ground type thing, then they're, they're so fearful to walk the walk and actually sacrifice something for the greater good. I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? I'm sorry, that was a little bit of a diatribe. But what are your thoughts on that? I, I agree with that. But I think that we have to be careful not to throw out the wheat with the weeds. And I think um, sacrifice sometimes also means being sacrificing being comfortable because we're required to be in the streets and, and, and engage with the unpleasantries of what this world puts out sometimes. I'm not saying glorify them, but there's the world in which we can see God's work in the, the secular and see his fingerprint on the secular is, in my opinion, a better world than one in which we close the doors and find ourselves becoming an Amish Catholic community. Now, I'm not implying that's what you're saying, but I'm continuing the conversation saying sacrifice is both having the willingness to turn away from something that is just all ultimately death and also entering into the dark places to be a light to give life to places that are suffering from death. So it is really an, a, a balance. It is a continue, like it is a call to be con constantly uncomfortable. Really. Well, that's that we're, we're called to be leaven. I think that's the, the, the Catholic way to explain what you're talking about. Leaven gets in the dough. It, it gets mixed in the dough. And that's what we're called to do, to go out into the world, to show people we're made for more um, in our little sphere of life. Um, I think we do that by basically living a sacramental life, frankly, because I think the key to a lot of this, the difference between, say, Christopher West and say, and what you do with Christopher and say, like, um, you know, you get these people uh, who are basically like motivational speakers or someone who a self-help book. There's a big difference. Tony Robbins. <laughs> right. There you go. They'll, you know, fill a stadium and, and make people feel good. The difference is this. The message is similar, but it's how you execute the message. You, you execute the message because you're animated by God. That's why New Year's resolutions don't last. And that's why Catholics run the marathon. It's you're animated. Talk about that, because I think there's a big difference between, say, what you guys do and what Tony Robbins does, because it's easy to say, oh, yeah, this is how you should be. Be full of joy. Now create the joy. Different story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to be clear, I, I don't I don't know too much about Tony Robbins. I just know that he's taller than me. That's by where it ends. He's got good I hair, heard, too. Good, I'm sure, hey, compared to me, everybody's got good hair. <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, I think what comes to mind listening to you, um, is, is what's the source. And actually, I know we're going to talk about the book, but one of my favorite lines about God is beauty that we just released is John Paul II says a river of beauty flows through you, but you yourself are not beauty. And it's an understanding that you are not the source of the, of, of the capital G good or the capital B beauty. But you are in it and called to be a craftsman. John Paul II talks about in his letter, artists, we are craftsmen with the creator. I like to use the word co-creators. Um, and so we can wade in these waters. But if we see ourselves as the source, then we're not fully understanding the reality. And thus, we are not completing, like we're not um, maximizing our potential we are not the creators and so i don't again i don't know too much about some of these, these speakers but i can imagine that a common message would be that you are good yes uh you have potential yes um you are beautiful and are capable of anything you put your mind to yes absolutely but the difference would be and where does that come from and i think a lot of people say that that manifests inside yourself 
And I would say that comes from God. And we, it's our, it's our challenge to, to take on the proper disposition to fully receive that, to elevate ourselves towards God. I, I um, agree with that. And, yeah, and, and I, you know, uh, uh, Joe, you were going to say something? I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, Joe. Because this is, I think, one of the most important ideas in Scripture. John the Baptist. John the Baptist is said to be the greatest man born naturally, of a man and a woman. Christ says that. There are three birthdays celebrated in the universal church. Jesus on Christmas, the nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which is also my wedding anniversary, September 8th, and the birth of John the Baptist. Why does the church look to John the Baptist? Because he gets it. He also liked to live in the desert and basically wear a tunic and run around like a wild man. I like that aspect of John the Baptist too, but we're not yeah. going to go there. <laughs> what I want to talk about is what he said. He said, I must decrease and he must increase. If you fully understand that, you will be great. You will be great because here's the measure of the world. The measure of the world is what I give the world from basic natural gifts. I'm brilliant. I could throw a ball 120 miles an hour. I could score 50 points in a basketball game. I could run 400 yards every time I touch the football. Not everyone could do that. But everyone could be great because God is great. But you got to empty that glass, Mike. You got to empty that glass. That's the resistance. People don't want to go there, but that's the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love it's we're always, you know, on, on Earth, we're always inspired by somebody else. We're, um, Bono in a song from you, too, once said every artist is a cannibal and every poet is a thief. Uh, you know, it's the realization that we're we're just continuing. Uh, you know, it's like when when somebody says you're the greatest and they say, I don't know about that. So and so is greatest, like Jimi Hendrix pointing to somebody else as the greatest guitarist or or Bob Dylan pointing to you know, Woody Guthrie or some of these, these people that, um, that he was inspired by. And that's just on a human level. But when we fully understand that we are just, if anything, uh, at our best reflecting a, a fraction of what the creator has done, then we realize it's none of us. And I, I agree with you like that, John the Baptist, you know, he's, if there's anybody, I don't know if there's many people cooler than John the Baptist. The man in the Bible. Eat locusts and honey. What, what, else, what else do you need, Mike? I can imagine him in today's <laughs> day and age. He would definitely have, like, beard balm and, like, a pretty cool, like, he'd, like, be a hipster uh, forest man. Very possible. And, uh, and I'd be envious of what he had going on. <laughs> but what does he do? He doesn't point to himself. He points to, he points to Jesus. And, uh, Mike Mangione is joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello are way in the breach. We, we try not to get Mike Mangione in too much trouble over here in the breach. But, you know, Joe and I, we just, we just can't help it. <laughs> so, But we're at the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial. Mike, um, we're going to go to a break in about a minute. But take a minute um, for, uh, to tell our audience uh, about your resources, where they can find you, Chris West, Theology of the Body, the Made for More Conference. Take a minute to talk about that, and then we'll go to a break sure so anything theology of the body uh theology of the body institute which is the organization i work with anything related to that you can find our information at tobinstitute.org and that has all the uh events and and you know uh resources and stuff like that tobinstitute.org and then everything pertaining to me uh my website is mikemangione.com but then i'm also on spotify and instagram and all of those and and i have a youtube channel that i've been putting videos out on uh it's all associated with my name mike mangione so um yeah that's where you can find more about what we're doing Excellent. And then when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation here at the Veritas Catholic Radio Network. We're going to be talking about, we want to know more about the Made for More event, uh, the book, God is Beauty, a retreat on the gospel and art. We want to get into the link, Mike, between between those two things when we come back for the break. And we're, we're also uh, talking about John Paul II's Theology of the Body. You're listening to Joe and Joe on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial. Please be sure to download the Veritas Catholic Radio Network mobile app so that you can have access to all of our station's content and online. You can find Joe and I at thefrontlinetv.com, thefrontlinetv.com. Stick around. We have more with Mike Mangione right after the break.
Listen to all five of our original Veritas shows. Every Wednesday at noon, you can catch Let Me Be Frank, where Bishop Frank Caggiano talks about spirituality, church news, and fun stories from his Brooklyn childhood and his life. You can hear The Frontline with Joe and Joe every Tuesday and Thursday at noon. Their guests include the biggest names in the Catholic world, and Joe and Joe talks to them from the perspective of the everyday Catholic. Thursday nights at 8 o'clock, tune in for the only late-night talk show on Catholic media anywhere. It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. And at noon on Friday is Restless. It's four millennials talking about, well, life as millennials in today's crazy world. Yes, it's possible to be young and Catholic. Right after that, at 12.30, you can hear the Focus on Veritas, where we put the focus on good works and the good people doing those works. Those are the five Veritas shows, and there's more on the way. Stay up to date at VeritasCatholic.com or on the mobile app. Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Racinello way in the breach with Mike Mangione. And we are discussing, um, we're discussing the Made for More event, which is going on in Richfield, Connecticut on Wednesday, March 9th. Uh, also, Theology of the Body Institute Press, and a book entitled God is Beauty, a Retreat on the Gospel and Art, and John Paul II's Theology of the Body. With that, I'm going to hand it back over to Joe Racinello. Mike, let's talk a little bit about the book. Again, the book is God is Beauty, and you guys are uh, basically publishing it. That's uh, the Theology of the Bali Institute Press. Um, in it, JP2 gives the reader basically a penetrating spiritual exercises on beauty and reflection on our humanity. Talk a little bit about that. Give us a little synopsis on that. Because sadly, I think our culture rejects the true, the good, and the beautiful overall. Um, and they think that God takes from us as opposed to giving to us. Clearly, that's not correct. Talk about how God truly is about beauty. Sure. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, um, the, yeah, the book, the book is, it's a, well, first, let me just say it's, it's a beautiful book. And, and we, the, we discovered it. Uh, Christopher is, I can't remember the exact story, but he's reading uh, I believe an interview where an individual quoted a retreat that John Paul, that Kara Wojtyla gave in 1962. And he uh, it, immediately, you know, he's pretty, he's well aware of pretty much everything that's been published by John Paul II and he did not recognize it. So he went to the footnote, found that it was associated. It came from this like retreat that he gave in the 60s, researched it and found that it was an unpublished work that the Vatican had. I believe it had been published in Polish. But so he reached out, got the permission to this text, uh, the rights to this text, and then we translated it like multiple times, making sure that it was as close to what the Pope is actually saying. Um, and then that's what that's what it was. And then we, we it, the, it's our first, the Institute just started um, a publishing arm so it's our first official publication um and we left it there's a uh, kind of multiple parts to the book the original is the the first part is the actual text but then moving on we break it open so christopher goes through it and kind of gives commentary but then we also had um artists and other uh thinkers uh, uh give reflections on the different sections and so that's my contribution as an artist i give reflection on the second section of the Pope's retreat. Um, but, you know, to sum it up, it's basically the idea that, you know, we are part of a bigger plan. Uh, there is a creator. We are, we are craftsmen with, within uh, this world. Um, everything the, po the God has, the creator has put forward uh, was, you know, was, has been set in motion and it's our, it's our, privilege to be open to God's creation and apply ourselves to co-create with him, you know, inspire to be inspired by God and then create uh, as uh, uh, with him in, in whatever it is that we do. Um, but it's even bigger than that. And this is kind of getting at like what the takeaway of the book is, is that all of us, 
no matter if we work with Clay Song or are a teacher or a businessman or uh, um, a mother and a father, whatever, all of us are creators, are co-creators with the masterpiece of our life. And so our life is the greatest work of art that we can possibly participate in. And yeah. so it is, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I did not know that this was something that uh, was archived in the Vatican. I learned something. Um, and I want to yeah. just piggyback on that because, I mean, uh, JP2 was brilliant. Like I've, I tried, I don't want to make myself sound to be like this smart guy because I'm very average. Um, but I'll be honest with you. I tried to read one of his books. He <laughs> had a PhD in philosophy. And I think this is one of the great things that the Christopher does. He basically translates JP2's stuff into normal people language. That's kind of what Joe P and I do, actually, Mike, to be honest with you. <laughs> we have a lot of fancy people come on this show and we basically try to communicate a message in a very normal way to people. Yeah. Um, through a filter. Um, and that's the beauty of what you guys do. I want to first say that because theology yeah. of the body is a very dense read. And I'm sure this, I like, like I didn't read, read it in the original text, but I'm sure it's a dense read. And God is beautiful. God is beauty. I mean, if you've ever seen nature, and we all have seen beautiful things in nature, the Grand Canyon. Joe Pasol just moved out to Arizona. You see the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it's I got out of Dodge. I'm from New Jersey, so just like, you know, got out of there. But anyway. But the Grand Canyon's <laughs> stunning. And, and like, it's, and the older I've gotten, like when I was a young man, I was always interested in cities. I've seen many yeah. of them. I'm not anymore. I'm interested in the natural beauty, which God created. And as you said, you said something, he makes us co-creator. When we have a child, God loves yeah. us so much. He allows us to create another being through the mutual love of a man and a woman. I mean, when you really dwell upon that, it, it, it stops you in your tracks. And I'm so glad that you guys put this type of stuff out because to be honest with you, the, the average person can't digest it because to Joe, be truth with you, it's above your head. Joe, let me piggyback off that to ask Mike a direct question based on what Wait. you're saying. Wait, Go Joe, ahead, can I, Go, let me say yeah, one please. thing because I think this is important and it might put a bow on some things. You're exactly right um, with, with, you know, with being co-creators. And one way to look at it is that if we are truly made in the image and likeness of God, who is God, he is the creator. Therefore, we, to become our fullest potential in the image and likeness, we need to understand and see ourselves as co-creators of the creator. Like, it's not just like we get to, it's a, it's a privilege. It is a privilege, but it's not just like, Hey, if you want to, by the way, feel free to play with these crayons and markers. No, no, no. We're actually called to do this. To, we're called to see ourselves as co-creators. And that's, you know, going back to the point of that is relevant to everybody who is pre currently walking the earth and putting things together to write the story of their life. So take it seriously. Your life is a story. It is a narrative that is important to the history of this world. Do not take that lightly. So, so I just wanted to say No, that. no, no. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Mike Mangione joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasolo, Joe Racinello. I just want to emphasize, Mike, or ask you to emphasize to our audience. Um, some people might say, and I'm glad you alluded to it already, but I'd like to like for you to expand on it a little further. Um, some people might say, but I'm not, I'm not an artist. I'm not, I'm not Michelangelo. Um, I'm, I'm not, you mentioned you two or Dylan, all right? Or, or for, for me, it would be, let's say, uh, Springsteen, okay? Nice. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't write these grand rock anthems and things like that, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a sculptor, okay? Um, what's, what am I creating? I think the whole mm. point is that, as you mentioned, and I'd love for you to expand on it, is that you, it, what about when you, you create, as Joe mentioned, through the union of you and your wife, another human being, and then you form that human being like the, like the sculptor forms the clay, okay, or the stone into the sculpture, okay? But again, not against God, with God. Right. Upon that foundation, you become the greatest artist in the world. If you give birth to a child and that child goes to heaven, you are the greatest artist of all time. It doesn't right. matter 
you know, everything else. Talk about that a little, Mike, please. Well, to your point, yeah, absolutely. And you are the you are the co-creator of your humanity. Because you make decisions that really shape your humanity. Who are you as a person? And here's an example. I love Springsteen as well. I mean, he's one of the, the top for me as well. And he is a great example because what is he doing? His gift is in adequately and with great detail and the and 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 the best words possible expressing the narrative of somebody else's life. That's what he does. He's the working man musician, right? And so you then have to ask, what is the greater like he we listen to a Springsteen song because the character in the story in some way exemplifies a narrative that we we can celebrate and we can get behind you know the river like here's this guy that like is given a challenge has made some decisions and is challenged but he's making a decision to take responsibility and live the pot best possible life with the materials he has he is co-creating in the humanity of his uh, in his humanity in the story of who he is so then the question begs Who's really like? What? What are we? What are we? Um, when we love Springsteen, what are we? Uh, glor? What are we uh, enjoying? What are we celebrating? Is it Springsteen's ability to write such a song, or is it the story of somebody taking seriously their the the hum their humanity and the narrative of their life? Because we love those songs because of the stories they're saying. So who's greater? The one writing it or the one exemplifying it? I would say the heroes, I mean, Springsteen's talented, but the true heroes of Springsteen exist in his songs. And so that's just an example of how we really are uh, given an opportunity to, to, to make uh, our story one that can, well, to go along with the idea, exist in a Springsteen song. Right. And be okay with it. <laughs> I used to listen to I used to listen to racing and just to give you an example, and I'm gonna hand it back over to Joe. I used to listen to Racing in the Street. You mentioned the river, racing in the streets on that album. And I, and it always spoke to me. Uh, the song Racing in the Street was kind of like not in an exact way, but similar to the journey of my own life. And the line that struck me the most is tonight, my baby and me were gonna ride to the sea and wash these sins off our hands. And that was it was like the thing, my my problem, and I won't get on a long-winded thing, I promise. My problem with the art artist, modern artist, is let your art speak on that universal level that you're speaking about, Mike Mangione. Keep your politics out of it. Not interested, okay? I'm interested in the grander themes and those things that speak to every man, okay? Yeah. Um, and, and if you, you, you know, I'm not picking on Springsteen. I wish he would stick to that and, like, yeah, and he, leave the politics he, alone. I was just having, having this conversation, and, and I... I, I, I agree that when we're too on the nose, we rob the listener from the story or from the, uh, from the privilege of existing within it. And so there's this, um, I'm not a huge like John, John Mellencamp fan, but there's this documentary that he put out a couple of years ago that I stumbled upon. And in the beginning of the documentary, it's like uh, slow-mo imagery of like a concert footage and then his voice over he has a voiceover just kind of narrating something and as an audience you're, you're watching this is the very beginning and you're watching and you're like what is he talking about he's like is this song is this a song lyrics is, is this and then all of a sudden at least for me i got to a realization that oh my goodness he's describing how to write a song that's what i've been listening to and one of the things he says is he says do not be on the nose. Allow the space for your listener to see themselves within the story. And so any one problem that I personally have, and this is not uh, an objective truth, but one problem I personally have is when a song uh, is so, or any kind of art piece is so on the nose of a point that it's unrelatable to a large amount of the potential audience. I think that's a lot of, I, Mike, I, I, I'm sorry to cut you off. We have, I, we want to yeah. move on to other questions definitely and explore these topics more. I, I think you, you hit the, 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 you hit it right on the nose. 
okay? Where you're going, let's say, from the more general, the beautiful, the good, the true, and the beautiful to something that's either like so either esoteric that nobody can understand it or it's 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 something that um that that has to do with something very specific and worldly like politics and this and that i'm done with it if you're not speaking to me on that universal level i'm generally speaking not going to listen to you but let's move on i know joe wants to go further so do i uh we got a few more questions we're talking about theology of the body we're talking uh with mike mangione uh, about the Made for More event that's going to be in Ridgefield, Connecticut. Also, a uh, new book published by Theology of the Body Institute Press, God is Beauty, a retreat on the gospel and art. Joe Racinello, where are we headed? Well, let's just expand on the book a little bit more. A lot of people may or may not know that John, uh, JP2 was an artist. He was an actor. Yeah. Um, let's talk about how theology and art are linked. I mean, some of the greatest artists were religious. Joe mentioned Michelangelo. Raphael, I mean, the painters, some of the greatest operas, some of the greatest symphonies. And one thing I always say to people is this, saints change the world. When you allow theology or God animate you, and some people are gifted in the arts, your art will last forever. You see, I always say this. We mentioned Springsteen. We mentioned you too. We mentioned Dylan. Dylan probably a little bit more than those two. Ask someone 100 years from now if they remember Bruce Springsteen. They're not going to. I remember someone recently, Joni Mitchell. I saw a poll on Twitter because uh, she made some comments regarding the Neil Young situation on Spotify. And Mike Knowles put out a poll. Who's Joni Mitchell? Like 60% of people are like, I have no idea. Like art animated by God lasts forever. Talk about the, the link between the two and why is that? Because it clearly is a fact. Yeah. Um, I don't, let me also add that John Platou is also a playwright and a writer. Um, so that, that just helps me understand in context reading, you know, his, his words. Um, I guess, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot recently because that's kind of where I dwell. And beauty has the way to capture and shape and sound what words fail to fully express. God cannot be captured by words. Therefore, there's a link. When you're, when you're, when you're dwelling in a space that meets you at a deep universal level that our finite our, our tangible realities just can't capture you're 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 approaching the space of the creator and um i think at this on this side of heaven all we can really do is allow ourselves to be catapulted into a place of awe of the mystery good art helps you get there um i, I would agree right and i and it, yeah. as you were saying that what came to mind um i was in the, uh the a museum in new york city and there's a famous image of joan of arc as a young girl in a field and she's seeing a vision and the the look in her face is haunting and it's it's burned into my head, actually. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about. There's that mystery there. Um, and it's eternal. It's something, it calls us into like something larger than ourselves. That's what God is. You know, yeah. beware of the person who has it all figured out. You know, like in terms of like in from a theological perspective, while the church lays everything out from from the from the truth perspective, God is a mystery. I yeah. look at my own life, how it's a mystery, how it's unfolding and still is unfolding. And I think that links to art directly, Mike, because in yeah. many respects, using that Joan of Arc painting, it's 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 he that artist captured that mystery. And I'll never forget it. You know, to your point, and, and and I think this is something I've been trying, I've been preaching for a, a long time when I get the opportunity to, is that so many times, uh, at least as, as, as an artist, we are asked to explain, and this kind of touches, Joe, on what we're talking about with Springsteen, 
um, you know, or um, an artist being so, or Joni, like being so, so I, you know, about one very specific topic is so many times we're asked to define the meaning, the source, the purpose of an artifact, right? Of a piece of art. Um, you know, uh, I get asked, can you give a witness? Like, I, I like your songs, but can you talk about them? Can you, can you, can you connect the dots for people? And I actually really disagree with that because I like to think that the space between a picture hanging on a wall and where a, a, somebody looking at it stands is the space that the, that the Holy Spirit works with. That's where the Holy Spirit dwells. And it's in that space that the Holy Spirit brings the, the mystery of that image, of that artifact, to the place of the, of the onlooker's life, where they are. And if art is doing, if art is properly being itself, it is meeting people where they're standing in place, as opposed to we need to make sure that everybody looking understands exactly when I sing this song, it's about George Bush. It's like, that's, that's okay. That's kind of cool. But I actually, at this point, don't have an issue with George Bush. But what if you wrote a song that talks about an issue with with, uh, and I'm not saying this, implying that I mean this about George Bush, but, you know, an, an issue with authority or with oppressive uh, authority or with a certain kind of person, what if you reflect on that in a universal sense, then anybody that's listening to it can apply that to where they're standing in their life and it can resonate within them. Uh, I think that is more, that really elevates the potential of, because then when you have the mystery, when you have that space, when you enable the artifact to meet people where they're standing, you're allowing God to exist within it and the Holy Spirit, not only to meet the individual, but this is the most important part, then help the individual beyond the materials that created the artifact to the divine. So then it can truly become an icon. As you were saying uh, that, um, I was thinking of that's what the gospel is. That's exactly Christ the gospel. taught in parables. Right. And ask yourself, it's that mystery. What you were explaining is exactly the parables that Christ taught. Think about it. He was God. He could have told you the deal. He yeah. could have just said, this is the deal. No, I'm going to tell you a story. Now you figure it out. Right. You and that's what the best teachers do. The best teacher basically leads you or points you in a direction, but you got to make the steps. You got to figure it out. And that's what God does. And that's what a Catholic artist does. Joe Pasillo. Yeah. Uh, well, you're listening to the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo, Joe Rissanello. Way in the breach with Mike Mangione. Mike, let me ask you a question. Um, I actually wanted to ask a little bit more about that, but I'm going to leave that topic alone. Let's we, we, because we are discussing theology of the body. We're talking about the Made for More conference, um, and this is a very pertinent topic. So right now, obviously, we live in a hyper-sexualized, over-sexualized culture. Since I think, and I think most people would agree, the 1960s, uh, the sexual revolution of the 1960s, the current culture tells men and women that God takes from us especially comes when it comes to that that area of our human existence which is which is the the sexual arena okay uh, but God does not take from us God gives to us why is the culture wrong Mike Mangione <laughs> no pressure um, none why, whatsoever yeah. <laughs> uh, well I, you know it's funny as I'm listening to you talk I'm I'm get, I'm like getting I'm hanging on certain words you're saying Um the, the one you said was hypersexualized, and the first thing that came to my mind is that the, the irony that it were a hypersexualized culture without fully understanding what sexual sexuality is. Um, so it's almost like we're it, we're extreme about a subject that we're only looking at half of it. We're not understanding the greater the bigger picture. Um, but you know, so so the the question though is also I think you said is. Um, why is why is God providing not taking? And I think it comes down to when we fully understand that that we we are less until we are fully aware of what we are. And if we don't fully understand who we are and what we're created to be here on this earth, 
not what we think, but literally who we are and what we're created to be and who we're created to be, then we're always going to be less of. We're never going to be our fullest potential uh, in this time on Earth. Only when we're our fullest potential, we understand that everything is here to help us get there. Everything is an opportunity. Is is everything that God has granted us is in some way helping us reach that across that bridge and get to that place of our fullest potential. Anything less of that is just not. And so we we oftentimes we fear that we're not that God doesn't God doesn't exist. God doesn't have or, or is not involved. He's he's not personalized. He's not uh, out to help. And so we fear that we won't reach our fullest potential because if we're not connected to the creator, then we are just among the material and the material and, and we have, we are made for something bigger than the material. So we're always finding, looking for other things to fill that hole, that place. But the reality is we are meant for communion with a creator. And until we fully understand that and, and, and like John the Baptist, like deflate, deflate so that he may inflate, we are going to be grasping and always falling short. Uh, God wants to give us everything and all. At, well, you at know, because I've listened to Chris and he uses the 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 the, the explanation of fast food. Now yeah. we've all been hungry. You know, say you have a couple beers and you're hungry, and you go to White Castle and you eat six double doubles. They t- I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Neither do I. I don't have any clue what White Castle no, is, Joris. You suck down six double-double cheeseburgers at White Castle. And as you're eating them, you're like, these things are good. But right. then you go home and you, you have a ball of grease in your stomach. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? Versus yeah. having a good meal. Like, say, Thanksgiving that has like you got your Brussels sprouts with some pancetta. You got some, some what's it called? Mashed potatoes. Just had to throw in the pancetta. Oh, I got it. I'm a crazy you Italian. You say bacon. You had to say pancetta. <laughs> but you got Go the ahead, whole Joe. deal going on. You got some, you know, some turkey with some stuffing. And, you know, you wash it down with a real nice Sam Adams. It's a different feeling. You see, I think the society, again, has bought the lie. But yeah. here's the deal. To get that good meal, you have to put in time. It takes time to prepare it. It's not going through a drive-through window. Um, and, and we're not willing to invest in that time. But that's available for all of us. Every you, you single know, person. What comes to mind when you're talking about the meal? And I know that analogy very well I've, with Christopher. I'm always sitting next to him when he says it. But like for me, it's like going to like a good Italian restaurant, right? And my dad used to always take me to the best in Chicago. And, and as a kid, you know, I'm, I'm not like there for quality. I'm there for food. I'm hungry. And oftentimes, you know, what do you do when they put that bread basket down? You just go after it and you go after it and it just sits in your gut and expands. And then all of a sudden this plate of the, like the best food is laid down in front of you and you can't, you, 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 you're full. You're, or you're, you're, you're uncomfortable. You're not able to enjoy it. I think like for me, that's what it's been. I was always in fear that I would not be satisfied with the meal or that I was hungry and I wanted instant gratification. I didn't have the patience. I wasn't willing to sacrifice the bread and get to the good stuff. So that came to mind when you're talking. It's true. I think it's a great analogy. Yeah, I mean, I look look to, I mean, like, because we've been talking about art this whole time with Mike Mangione also, is just look at it, look at that that view that you guys were just describing. Look at how it's had an effect on art. We've got, we started talking about, let's say, songs uh, or, or, or um, entertainers like uh, Dylan or, or let's say you too, exploring grander themes, Bruce Springsteen. Look at what we have now, Mike Mangione. You got you got Cardi B. I don't even want to say the name of her song. That was the number one song last year or the year before, right? And some of this, like like that, I I don't know how to call it. That 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 emptiness of of, of let's say when you empty out the sexual act, when you empty out any creative act, okay, it leads to this degeneration. And then that, at the same time, that's presented as something that's good and true and beautiful. That's kind of right. like almost the culture war we're in. Mike, we got about a minute. Talk about that. Let people know about the conference. Let people know where they can find the book. Uh, go. You got about a minute. I just say that um, when the materials are are put in front of you to show you how flash they are, it becomes a navel gazer. 
when, when the purpose starts and stops with the material, it's a huge limitation of the potential of art. When materials are put together to create something greater than themselves and re they reflect, they become icons and point us outside of ourselves, outside the material and towards the divine. That's good art. That's art that lasts. That's Catholic art. And so that ultimately is what I'm here to do, what I'm trying to do. And if you're interested in learning more, you can check out my website, MikeMangioni.com, uh, my YouTube channel, it's Spotify. I'm everywhere you get music. Uh, and if you're interested in learning more about Theology of the Body, please do not hesitate. Check out tobinstitute.org to see all of the places we'll be. Uh, we'll be in Connecticut on March 9th. And we have a ton of resources, including our new book, God is Beauty, which you can get there as well. How can Mike folks Mangione, sign up you. for that Connecticut gig? Uh, you can, well, you can get to it through, uh, through our website in the events section. Um, but, uh, I don't know, I don't have the very, uh, yeah, I would say just go to tobinstitute.org and in, in the events section, you'll see where you can get take. There's an online link to get tickets. You can also get them in person at the church, but yeah. All right. Awesome. Mike Mangione. Thank you for joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe. And thank you all for listening, us, listening to us on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, serving the New York metropolitan area, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith. Remember until the next time that our conversation is your conversation and that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon.